An organization is more than the sum of its parts. As we say frequently here, it's made up of people, and those people need direction, transparency, connection, and motivation. We've talked quite a bit before about employee engagement trends and how they affect productivity, morale, and retention, as well as health, safety, customer satisfaction, and even the bottom line. It's no surprise that if your employees aren't engaged, then your organization suffers and your offering suffers. So today, we're going to talk about employee engagement trends in the year 2021 with Debbie DeWitt, Marketing Communications Manager for Visix. Hi, Deb. Hi, Derek. How are you? I'm excellent. How are you? Excellent. I'd like to thank Debbie for talking to me today, and I'd like to thank all of you for listening. This is Digital Signage Done Right. Whether you're new to digital signage or a seasoned pro, this podcast gives you practical advice about systems, communications, and content to better engage your audience. I'm Derek DeWitt, Communications Specialist for Physics. Welcome to Digital Signage Done Right. Okay, Debbie, so I come armed and prepared with statistics. Excellent. Coming out my nose. (laughs) Uh, So just in February this year, Gallup published an article titled U.S. Employee Engagement Rises Following Wild 2020, which is quite a title. I know, wild. Wild. We do. It it was a wild year. Yeah. What they did is they looked into uh, employee engagement after the crazy year of lockdown and not lockdown and all the kind of crazy stuff going on. There's good news and bad news. So I'm going to hit you with some numbers and you tell me what you think about those. That sounds perfect. I like that. So uh, Gallup asked employees how engaged they were. A record high of 39% said that they are engaged. That's awesome. What that means is they're highly involved in the workplace and the work and the organization, or they're enthusiastic about it, or they're committed to it. Yeah, that's wonderful. Employee engagement is always the stat that people want to know because that they know that it's tied to so many indicators of performance of a, of a company. Um, I think that rise, a lot of it's because as the hybrid workplace or the people working from home got more prevalent in 2020, uh, obviously that shifted a huge focus onto internal communications. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, you could no longer just rely on water coolers and walking around or or in-person meetings. So uh, what's pretty cool is there have been some studies from internal communications uh, organizations, and they're saying that the long-awaited seat at the table in air quotes, that uh, that communicators talk about for a long time, they're finally getting that. They're actually being involved in strategic decisions. So what you're saying is employees are, are getting more input into the day-to-day workings of how things are done. Somewhat that, but mainly, I mean, like your internal communications department. Ah, Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. And a lot of this is they're, they're starting to work more hand in hand with HR. HR is, has typically been the, the one that is in charge of employee engagement or tracking that. Mm. But they understand that the two have to work together. HR might track it, come up with some programs, but internal communications is the one who has to get it out there. Sure. And obviously with the challenges and opportunities that 2020 presented, internal comms has had to change the way they do things. Mm, sure. <laughs> well, there's a lot of tech. I mean, a lot of video conferencing, a lot of chat apps, uh, a lot of people moving over to platforms like uh, Microsoft Teams. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we've not only seen more focus on engagement, but new tools, new techniques, new messaging, and really just a focus on it. Because obviously, it seems odd because you, you needed to be communicating with your employees before they were working from home. But for some 
reason, by taking them out of the physical space, it really shone a spotlight on that need. Isn't that funny? You would think that, because the, the common wisdom is always, well, if people work from home, they won't really work. But we know that that's not the case. In fact, people work more. And so it, it's kind of one of those weird counterintuitive things that it's not out of sight, out of mind. It's quite the opposite. I think part of that might be because people, because they're working remotely, crave that connection. They want to check in more and communicate with their colleagues more. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact is, by going to more digital communications, uh, we're mirroring what people do in life. You know, we all use social media, we all use chat, we all use, you know, all these different apps in our social lives or our personal lives. So of course, by using those mediums for your business communications, it just makes sense and people are comfortable with it. Okay, so that's 39% say they're actively engaged. 14% say they are actively disengaged. And this is actually a 1% increase from 2019. So if they're actively disengaged, that means that they really couldn't give a toss. They just don't care. They show up to work or they do their test because it's money and that's all they care about. Yeah. And and the real danger is Gallup actually defines this as people who have a miserable work experience, but more importantly, they spread that misery that when that's the whole the Eeyore syndrome. Yeah. They're actively disengaged. They're not just disengaged. They're the opposite of an employee advocate. They are actually spreading the woe. This place stinks, man. Yeah. And I'm actually surprised and delighted, if I can say that, uh, by only a 1% increase because Mm. uh, with that lack of connection, with that lack of in-person communications, only a 1% increase in active disengagement is actually pretty good with the crazy year that we had in 2020. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So only 14% are actively disengaged. However, and that seems like a small number, however, keep in mind that Like Debbie said, these are actively disengaged people spreading the poison of their disenfranchisement. 39% is a record high in people actively engaged, though. Like, that's not even 50%, and it's not even the largest number. What that means, if you had all that up, is that 47% of your employees are just not engaged. They don't hate it but they're also not actively engaged. That's the biggest number of people so far. So I think saying 39%, wow, that's great, except it's not great. It's not a great number. No, it's not. I mean, this is people who are, I'll do my tasks, but I'm not passionate at all about my work or this place or these people. And, you know, 47% still not being engaged. And then you add that 14% who are actively disengaged is a little disheartening because employee engagement has been a buzzword and a focus for almost a decade now maybe? I think more than that. Yeah. I mean, progressive companies are paying very close attention to this. So if you're looking at over 50% of your workforce is not engaged or worse, then you've got a lot of work to do because we know, you know, engagement leads to improvement in productivity, customer satisfaction, you know, lower absenteeism, more employee retention, all of these things that you need to make your organization successful. So this is where communications has to focus. I agree. So Gallup got pretty granular with uh, what they were we're looking at the kinds of questions that they asked. A lot of the things they talked about dealt with the pandemic, but those trends are likely to continue as the work from home and hybrid office culture really takes off in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And very quickly, I do just want to say we're just talking about some of the highlights. I absolutely recommend anyone who is interested 
in employee engagement, go out to Gallup. We'll have links in our transcript. You should read this full report. There is so much more information than what yeah. we're touching on today. I hate using the this word, but this is the new normal. But it is it's just the normal. We've yeah. been going we've been going this way for a while now. It's not new anymore. It's just normal. Right. It's been over a year, guys. It's the normal, and we've been going this way for a long time. Uh, most places have had some people working from home at least part time, and, and we expect that that'll just continue. Okay. So the first thing they say is that um, many employees are saying that they are receiving more feedback than they received in the past. 45% of employees in 2020 say that they have gotten feedback from their manager either a few times a week or even on a daily basis. 26% from the previous year, 2019. That's a marked increase. It is. Um, it's great that we're getting more feedback. I have a feeling the sort of, we'll call it the Zoom culture or the Teams culture is helping with that because since people aren't walking around seeing each other in offices, managers are reaching out more often. Right. But I will say, unfortunately, only 28% of those strongly agreed that they received meaningful feedback. That's up like 19 from 2019, but you know, that's a problem because just getting feedback, but it's not meaningful. Meaning (laughs) just saying, good job, keep going. I see you, (laughs) you exist. Oh, I thank you. Right. I mean, people need to know what you expect of them. They need to know their progress against goals. They need to have actionable feedback. You know, and maybe that is you're doing great, keep going. But what does that mean? I'm doing great. I'm on track. You know, I'm ahead of the game. So the key here is meaningful and you need to use metrics, KPIs, things like that. I'm not saying every day that you talk to an employee, you have to give them some sort of TPS report. But it is a good idea to make sure when you have those conversations, you're giving them something relevant, something actionable. Uh, The hybrid employee, the people who work sometimes in the office and sometimes from home, uh, they say that their engagement has improved pretty much overall. Obviously, we did have people who worked from home at least one or two days a week before 2020 and the pandemic. And those people say that they have also become slightly more engaged. I don't know if it's because we're all in the same boat or what the deal is, but in the second half of the year, it actually jumped two percentage points, which seems negligible, but it's not insignificant in a large company to 43%. Yeah, no. And and again, I think that's the efforts that internal communications and human resources have been making. I think the fact is we've concentrated more on outreach, on making people feel connected, on making sure they have more information because you can't just rely on a ton of email, you know? And so I think this goes back to the fact that we've realized people working from home can be engaged and we're finding the tools that they prefer. I think that's another big thing. We're finding Um, out, hey, we've actually done surveys and for example, whatever, 20% of our employees want to get information from the intranet. The rest of them would prefer, you know, a group chat or some other means of communication. So- Passenger pigeon. Right, so- (laughs) Right. She's right. I say, I'm so agreeable. No, not passenger pit, but maybe, maybe, I don't know. Is that a good idea in a plague? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, this isn't going away. We've been moving to remote work for years. They also said that 56% of workers continue to work remotely as of the, this recording. And um, 44% of them have said, I like that better. I don't want to go mm. back. But there's still 39% of people who do want to go back to the office at least part of the time. So you can't ditch that digital signage yet. Because 
because the biggest thing going forward is going to make sure you're consistent across these platforms. As right. you have a more hybrid workforce, you have to make sure that the people in the office and out of the office all have the same information at the same time. Mm -hmm. But the tricky part is deliver that in the way that they want to get it. However, because studies have shown that people who work exclusively from home or work full-time from home, at least in the last year, tend to work longer hours, you know, for whatever reason, more people are reporting burnout. In 2019, 18% of people who worked all the time from home said that they often or always felt burnout, whereas in 2020, that number has jumped by 11% to 29%. That's not awesome. What's going on there? No, and comparatively, in 2019, um, those who worked from home all the time had lower burnout than those who did just some of the time, uh -huh. and it flipped. So now the people who are working from home all the time have higher burnout than uh -huh. those who are just doing the hybrid thing and working sometimes at home, sometimes at the office. Do you think that that's because like the home environment's so stressful because, because it's not just working from home, it's also the kids are home, and the dog needs to be walked, and you know, I had three bourbons for lunch. Or you know whatever the deal is. I think. I are think, there ex? There are there non-organizational factors. I think it's definitely the bourbon. <laughs> but no, I mean the thing about this study is this isn't just going year to year. 2020 is a standout. In America, we not only had COVID-19, we had elections, we had protests. It was a stressful year. Mm. So people working from home were dealing with a lot of things that, you know, maybe if they do, I don't know, say you'll see a 2022 versus 2023 study, you may not see some of these sweeps, but right. it does make sense. I think it's not only working from home, people do tend to blur home and work hours. They mm -hmm. don't tend to be as rigid. They don't tend to take as many breaks or a dedicated lunch break. But I think the other thing, and this is very unfortunate, is there was a downscaling in a lot of organizations because of the economic environment. They had to scale down their workforce. So those who are still working are also being asked to do more. So right. since quite a few people were working from home and you add in the factor that, you know, you're having to help educate your kids and make sure they're doing their remote learning and you've got... And now you've got Joseph's job because he's gone. And so yeah, you got all this, like there's a ton of stuff to do, right? Right, exactly. And this is really important for HR and communications to keep in mind. So you're already dealing with larger workloads in some cases, or at least, you know, longer work hours. Mm. So you don't want to add to that by just bombarding people with too many communications. We all talk about information overload in life with yeah. social media and the news and TV and blah, blah, blah. The same thing can happen at work. Just because people are remote does not mean you need to block them with you know 10 different things a day I think that going forward hopefully by now those learning pains you know those growing pains learning how to set up your home office being right. able to VPN into your you know company's servers being able to master teams being able to master zoom slack whatever you're using understanding video conferencing etiquette you know these are all things that that added stress and I think communications probably were kind of rapid fire obviously COVID safety other things you know policies changing but by now now, and looking at 2021, there are some other surveys I've looked at. There are a lot of companies that now have a really good change management plan in place. They've already implemented a lot of it. And so going forward, hopefully that burnout subsides. And a lot of that is just communicators, just staggering communications so that mm -hmm. people aren't, aren't overloaded on top of the, you know, 14 tasks and three online meetings they have to do each day. And keep in mind, I'm not just talking about email though, where communicators are using other things. I mean, even digital signage, let you send messages out to mm. like intranets and things. So you've got email,
email, you've got intranet posts going on. Some people are using things like SharePoint, which or project management collaboration platforms, and they're getting messages on there. Sure. They're also getting chats. So all of those things are communications. So right. imagine that if there's something new on each one of those things each day, you might have four to six platforms right. with information. That's true. So, I mean, hopefully it's one message going to all of those places. So that really has impact and they can actually digest and understand it and react to it versus I've got some something different on six different platforms that I need to look at in addition to my normal email log. Right. Thus the burnout. Yeah. So obviously pandemic, people are worried about health. That's why everybody's staying home. Gallup said that 47% of employees strongly agreed that their organization cares about their overall well-being, which is, again less than 50%, but it's not a terrible number. That's actually a pretty strong showing. You know, there's agree, somewhat agree, right, all of right, that. Yeah, so that's, that's actually true. a pretty strong showing for strongly agree. Right. And when it came to communicating the organization's plan of action in response to COVID-19, uh, that number is the same. 47% said, yes, they strongly agree that the organization did a good job. And the same number for their supervisor kept them well informed. And a little higher, 51% said that they felt that they were well prepared to do their jobs from home which is good news. Good job, organizations. It is. It's great. And, you know, Gallup says basically, even if your workers are engaged, they're at risk. They use the term at risk if well-being is low. Mm. So well-being is at the top of every chart. When you look at internal communication studies that say, what are you focusing on this year? Hey, communicators, what are you doing? They Well-being is at the top of every list because mm-hmm. we've all learned through this year. We've talked about the burnout. You know, we know about obviously COVID. There's also the societal stresses out there. So well-being is very high priority. And engaged workers being at risk, well, they're at risk of burnout. They're at risk of leaving your company. They're of, at- of shifting from I'm engaged or highly engaged to I'm not engaged or actively disengaged simply because this process is stressing me out. Right. And I mean, there's obviously they're at risk in terms of health, not the pandemic, but just stress. And- right. Like their arms aren't going to fall off or anything, but you know. Who knows? That could be a new variant. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope not. And things aren't just static. I mean, uh, new employees are going to be hired and onboarded and things are going to continue like they always have, whether people working from home or not, whether they're lockdowns or not. And the bulk of those employees today are going to be millennials. Millennials have been talking about this stuff since the get-go, since they were 16, 17, 18 years old. Well-being, work-life balance, all of this stuff. And while in the early days of millennials entering the workforce, there was a tendency to sort of poo-poo this, it turns out that they were right. We absolutely should listen to them. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about millennials a lot on here, and the, but this is just the future. And human resources has already adapted to this, but it mm-hmm. kind of comes down to, I mean, you're seeing a lot of different content focus and strategic focus on well-being, on diversity, inclusion, equity. These are important things. They're going to remain important things. And it, before you can even engage an employee, you have to attract them. Uh, you have to onboard them. And it kind of boils down to if you want people to care about your company, you have to show that the company cares about them. So I would say as internal communications professionals, well-being needs to be wrapped into all of your strategic communications. I would say that well-being has to be wrapped into your content, your messaging, um, as simple as like you said, work-life balance tips, working from home tips, even ergonomics for your home office. I I saw something recently that I really loved and and I can't remember which company did it, but someone has declared Zoom-free Fridays as a (laughs) well-being initiative because they say people are getting so burned 
out on video conferencing that they're like, you know what? Take Fridays off. It's it's no longer enough to say it's okay if you're wearing pajama bottoms. They're like, you know what? No more video conferencing. Give everybody at least one day without having to be on screen. So mm. yeah, well-being is gonna is gonna continue to be a priority. Now here we are. We're all, we're talking about the little guy, but managers are people too. And it turns out that manager engagement has decreased very slightly over the last year. In 2019, Gallup said manager engagement was 34%, which isn't awesome, and it dropped down to 33% in 2020. So the managers are actually feeling the brunt of all this much more than uh, the people they're managing. Yeah, and this is huge because obviously managers affect the team engagement. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Gallup mentioned, it's like 70% of the variance in team engagement comes from managers. You know, they're the ones who are keeping their employees informed about what's going on in the organization, setting priorities, providing that meaningful feedback, and also tracking, you know, progress and accountability. Mm. And again, I would say that, you know, burnout is coming from having a more dispersed workforce. You can't just have those one-on-one conversations maybe, but it's, it's also about workload. I mean, because either you can have someone who quite frankly just has more work because they've taken on more employees or more responsibility, but you also- Or, or they, they've been given an extra department they didn't have in 2019. Right. But without that, you're still talking about, and this I think applies to every employee, you're talking about that experience of having to learn the entire work from home culture from the tech. Yeah. Not only from the technology, but that culture. It is, when am I going to start? When am I going to stop? What kind of breaks will I take? Am I going to have a physical routine to break from work so that my mind can leave work and go back to life? Things like that. Right. And I would guess too that those employees who before 2020 were already working at least part-time from home, many of them were not managers. Managers were down. So this is brand new for a lot of them. They're like, what, what, how does this work? What do you do? Yeah, I think that's true. And it's so essential to engage your managers. Like you said, like, don't forget about the managers. I think that it starts at the C-suite level and and C-suites are talking about internal communications. This isn't just HR and the communications or marketing department who are doing this. Uh, your, Your chief executives all are aware that engagement is huge now. So they're focused on it. But what happens is those those meetings tend to focus on how do we reach the frontline workers? And you can't skip that, that manager level, you know, no matter how many, if they're middle managers or whatever levels there are, they also need direction. They also need meaningful feedback. You know, they need recognition. They need TLC. Because <laughs> here's the thing, you know, it's kind of like happy cows make happy milk. Well, happy managers help you build a happy team. You need mm. your manager to be as passionate about their work and be an employee advocate first, and then that can trickle down to the team. How can they engage people if they're not being engaged themselves? So engagement's not just important because that's what people who write blogs and have podcasts say. It really is. It's like the organization has to be committed to it because that's what's going to get you through. Yeah, we're talking about communications in this podcast, but the fact is engagement is uh, an organic cultural thing that needs to be in every aspect of a business from the top level all the way down to the bottom level. A lot of this is, Mm. it's not just, hey, the C-suite needs to engage managers who need to engage employees. The employees, you know, there's peer-to-peer engagement. So it's not a thing. It's not a task list, you know. I was going to say, it needs to be sincere, not just sound sincere. 
needs to sound natural and it needs to sound sincere because it needs to be sincere. And if that means you need to adjust your mindset, then adjust your mindset. Yeah. A lot of people might have an engagement plan, but it's not a means to an end. It is a constant organic process. You're supporting engagement. You're not creating it. You know what I mean? If that makes any sense, you are taking this thing that already exists, hopefully at least somewhat, and you're just making sure that that is pervasive in every aspect of the company or school or wherever. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a very key point is that this is not just a one and done kind of a thing. This is a process. Let's call it engagementing. Yeah. Basically this is about evolution. There is no finish date on this task. Engagement's not just important. It is vital that it be pushed to the forefront and organizations really take some time to evaluate what they're doing and how they're getting their people engaged at all levels from the C-suite all the way down to the frontline worker. And if you deal with customers or clients, it's going to filter into your communications and relationships with them as well. I'd like to thank Debbie for talking to me today. Thanks, Deb. Pretty pretty interesting stuff. You're welcome, Derek. Uh, Again, I highly recommend that you read the entire Gallup report. Please check the transcript on the Physics website for links to that and other things that we've talked about. I'd like to thank Deb for talking to me today, and I'd like to thank all of you for listening. Hey, want more free stuff? Then head to the resources section of physics.com for free masterclass guides, blogs, videos, and more to help you with your digital signs. Please share, subscribe, and leave a review of this episode and connect with us on social media. 